the media buyer will totally be a different breed in the next six to 12 months. You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates, and grow your profits. Hello and welcome. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this Marketing Focus podcast. If you're not familiar with our format, well, each month we usually focus on a different marketing method like email or SEO or Google Ads. And each week I interview a different expert to explore the latest advice on making it work for you. This month we're doing one of our odd topics. Not odd because it's unusual to talk about it in e-commerce, but odd because it's not technically a marketing method. This month is all about marketing attribution. That tricky, tricky thing you all know you should be doing, but no one knows, seems to know where to do it, and everyone seems to get a little bit confused by it. So we've been on a mission to help you work out how to get started, how to find the best solution for you, how to make it work for you. And in this episode, we're getting to the heart of the issue for most e-commerce brands, digital and spend. Uh, Certainly that area where good attribution can have the fastest impact on your finances and your performance. We've got a, a huge expert in this joining us and we'll be also picking his brains on how marketing's been changing and what you should be doing right now to not just survive in 2023 but thrive and do great things as well. We'll also be talking a fair amount about AI and how you can make that work for you as well. And of course, make sure you listen right to the end of the episode, because at the end of the interview, my guests will be sharing some quick fire insider tips to help you maximize the performance of your marketing. Now, I know I say that at this point in pretty much every episode, but he shares so many brilliant resources in the insider tips section today. Please do listen to the end because there's some brilliant resources and then an absolutely superb crystal ball answer as well. So make sure you listen right to the end and pick up my stuff at the end as well. Stay tuned to the end. So do you want to transform your data into growth? Given you're listening to one of our marketing attribution episodes, I reckon the answer might be Yes. So I would like to tell you about Triple Whale, the smart data platform where you can manage analytics, attribution and creative for your Shopify store in one place. Triple Whale brings the metrics that matter most into one easy to use dashboard, giving you the real time insights you need to grow your brand. Just like Ash Melwani and the team at Obvi did using Triple Whale to increase revenue 67%, reduce Facebook cost per acquisition by 44% and save over 2,800 hours of manual calculation time. Wow. Find out all about Triple Whale at keepopt.com forward slash triple whale or why not grab a quick call with one of their strategists to see how over 5,000 Shopify brands are using Triple Whale to turn data into profit. You can do all that at keepopt.com forward slash triple whale. That's keepopt.com forward slash T-R-I-P-L-E-W-H-A-L-E. Find out what they could do for you. Keepopt.com forward slash triple whale. Today, I'm chatting with marketing attribution expert, Rabba Rahil. Rabba is the CMO at Triple Whale and a self-confessed meta ads junkie. Hello, Rabba. Hello, Chloe. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you here. Um, I, I kind of got out of ads just before it was possible to become a meta ads junkie. Um, so I'm a little <laughs> bit jealous. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like a faded Google ads junkie. So, um, 
it's always nice to talk to fellow ads junkies, even if we're on different platforms. Uh, but how did you find your way into the world of meta ads and uh, marketing attribution? Yeah, so I have a very uh, pretty colorful past, actually. So I actually went to school for economics. I wanted to be an investment banker. Um, at one point in time. And then I realized I didn't want to become an investment banker. Um, and then I started just kind of palpitating the elephant. I got really into technology. Um, I was super nerdy, got into photography, was making Amazon web service builds. Um, and then I started building websites. And then I had this epiphany. Um, I'd build these beautiful websites for people and then they wouldn't make any money. And then the client would come back to me like, hey, what's going on? My website's broken. It's like, well, your website's not broke. Your business just kind of sucks. And so the epiphany there was I learned that if you make people money explicitly versus like giving them a mechanism to make money, you can actually ask them for way more money. So that started kind of my little foray into marketing. I had a really good friend of mine um, who was a yoga influencer at the time. She was just an awesome human. And she was like, hey, I have this huge following. What do you think we could do with it? And then we landed on eBooks. And so uh, we went out to Costa Rica. She has a place out in Costa Rica. We photographed the whole thing, um, designed the whole thing for her, and then um, started doing ads. And then this was back when you could kind of put a dollar in Facebook and it would give you like four or five back. And so that was kind of my really first taste of like, wow, digital marketing, there's, there's something here. Um, and so I did that. I did some luxury real estate. Um, I did uh, the paid media for the recruitment vertical at Whole Foods. Um, I did agency life, got to work with Oprah, spent millions and millions of bucks. Um, and then I ran my own agency. Um, and then from that, uh, I hooked up with AJ on Twitter and we kind of just bantered back and forth for a couple months. And then uh, I came on full-time CMO uh, 2022. 2021, excuse me, August 2021, we did a honeymoon. And then um, September, I came on full time. Nice. And I, I love how you've got that experience of so many different verticals on the marketing side of things. Because it, it, it felt to me at the beginning of kind of the whole Facebook ads thing, like the info marketers got there first. And it took so long for e-commerce to wake up for it to it. It was mad. They're always usually the canary in the coal mine where it's like when the info marketers are the drop shippers, there's usually some arbitrage to be had where it's like, oh man, there's still some, there's still some uh, meat on the bone left here. Um, yeah, it did take a little while for e-commerce to come up, but man, when it did, it was, I mean, the, the news feed was just this Cambrian explosion. It was just, wow, who'd have thought that you can actually uh, advertise and target people and do the, like, it was just such an incredible experience where, um, I mean, just as bull market as it gets underpriced ads incredible hyper targeted ads um yeah it was it was a really fun ride i do think though it at the time it was great but now i think what happened was there was a lot of people that learned or they were reinforced with habits or workflows that necessarily weren't reflective of reality and it was just such a bull market that Basically, if you had like some semblance of an offer and a decent landing page, you were going to print money. And that that just isn't the case in reality. And now you're starting to see that in the last year and a half or so where um, Facebook ads are starting to become pretty much priced correctly. The targeting is starting to become a little more challenging. And so there's a lot less um, all those crazy like hyper hacks that you would do or 78 million audiences and all that stuff has kind of gone the way of the dodo. And now you're starting to see, uh, you know, in my opinion, actually a nice shift back to fundamentals and basics of people getting, getting back to what really makes uh, great businesses great. 
Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? it? As a as a marketer who's been around for a while, um, looking at some of the stuff you're seeing, the people who haven't been around for very long talking about at the moment are going, it's over, it's all over. It's like, no, 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 guys. The, uh, the gorgeous, easy, nostalgic days are over. But for those people who actually know how to do marketing, proper marketing, not just hacky marketing, the the opportunity is there. And I feel like like maybe last year was where people weren't quite waking up to the fact it had changed. And this year, if you know what you're doing, there's going to be people leaving the platform and the whole thing is going to come come good again for the clever people. Precisely. And that's exactly. So we sit across uh, over 7,000 stores, a ton of GMV, a ton of ad spend. That's exactly what we're seeing. It, it is by no means the sky is falling. Um, the, the biggest throughputs that we've seen in terms of success are, um, and this is going to annoy people because it's a little bit basic, but it's true, is just foundational economics, like the people that have the margin win. So I, that, that is something where um, I can't hammer it hard enough where there's a great saying in fitness where you can't out train a bad diet. I think the corollary there to media buying or marketing is that you just can't out market bad economics. Like eventually there was a great post about Lyft where Lyft has just been able to scale revenues like crazy, the ride sharing service. But guess what they scaled? They sc basically they scaled their non-profitability as well because their unit economics just don't make sense. And so even though they're quote unquote making more top line money, it costs those dollars that it costs them to make are, are non-profitable. And so the way I analogize this is everybody can sell, sell $20 bills for $10. You just can't do it in perpetuity. And um, so foundational economics is one of the biggest things that we've seen. Um, a community, having some place where um, your people can evangelize your brand, connect with your consumers things of that nature have been really, really important. And then um, the third thing that we've found with the most successful brands right now and people that are still scaling is being able to diversify ad channels, whether it be Facebook, Google, direct mail, things of that nature, not being beholden to like, for sure, Facebook is still above and beyond the best ad buy right now, but being able to diversify that and understand that there's other ways that you can make money again, whether that be direct mail or really honing in your email, SMS, working on your offer uh, mechanics, things of that nature has really been um, the three things that we've seen propel people to your point through that kind of, I don't know if it was necessarily a bear market as much as it was just a correction where it was just, things were just so underpriced for so long that finally um, Facebook had to um, correctly price their ads. And then it just happened to be, you know, you take away the targeting and then you correctly price the ads. There's really just no more arbitrage to be had. So the people that didn't have the economics on the back end to make up, it, it started to become, um, you know, a lot of headwinds to deal with. Yeah. And it's like you're, you're diversifying the ad channels and the marketing channels piece. It's like there's only so long a stool with one leg will, will stay standing. Sooner or later, it's going to fall over. <laughs> and that's, I think I've stolen that from someone, but I can't remember who. So uh, sorry if you're miraculously listening person who I've <laughs> stolen that from but um but Robert this is our marketing attribution month and I f feel like everything we've just been talking about has kind of increased people's interest in attribution because all of a sudden they're not getting four dollars back for every dollar they spend they're going oh it's a bit tougher now oh, maybe I actually need to look at my numbers and work out what's going on and throughout this month we've been looking at kind of the whole piece of marketing attribution but i figure feel like the real core of it the bit where you make the biggest impact fastest when you invest in time and energy and 
thought processes in attribution is in the digital ad buy where you can make changes quickly and analyze things quickly and answer questions that are, are nigh on impossible via other things. Is that where you're finding the majority of the triple well customers getting their benefits? Yeah, it's, so it depends. It's actually, a, a, it's one, it's a great question. So attribution is kind of a really interesting concept just in general. So I think of attribution, there's a, a really fancy term called an asymptote. And basically what an asymptote is, is it's two lines that get perpetually closer to each other, but they get infinitely close, but never touch. That's how I think of attribution, where attribution is just never going to be perfect. Like if I tell you about something, et cetera, et cetera, and you tell your friend and then your friend buys, there's really going to be no way to attribute that back to me or to a digital ad and stuff. So I think the first step is understanding that attribution is flawed and always will be flawed. The second step is what are you going to use attribution for and how are you going to leverage it? What, what are you going to look for? And then that gets into a little bit of complexity when you start to get into different attribution models. Um, and so an analogy that I found useful or a metaphor, if you will, is if you think about a party. And so I, I invite Chloe to the party. We see each other in person. Okay, great. Then Chloe gets a text from her friend saying, hey, you should definitely come to this party. It's going to be super awesome. And then finally, Billy actually picks Chloe up and takes Chloe to the party, who then buys. Who do you give credit to for getting you to the party? And that's kind of the whole point of attribution is like understanding, especially as you spin up complexity in multiple channels where you have email, Facebook, Google, maybe some Pinterest, maybe some Snapchat. Well, probably not Snapchat, but you get the point. Like as you start to spin up all these different channels, you start to get to the question of who caused it and where should I put more of my money? And so I'm kind of in the weeds here, but the whole point being is that there's just not really an easy answer to understand that. And so what you'd want is almost like a murder investigation. You want as many witnesses as possible to then synthesize that information to then understand what's worthwhile in spending your actual money on. And so this is when, again, people leverage different attribution models in Triple Whale where, um, for example, first click. So the person that actually told you about the party, is that really, really important for you? Because once you get told about the party, you know that you're eventually going to make your way to the party. So there's no reason to have to spend more money. Or is it actually last click where it's like the person that picked you up to take Chloe to the party is very, very important to my marketing. So maybe I should invest there. So that has been the biggest being able to see those customer journeys and go through your attribution through different models has been what we've seen people find the most success with because at the end of the day i think what gets lost is these aren't numbers these are actually people that are representing these numbers and you need to understand what that ideal customer journey is and do i need to either fill up my top of funnel and so if i'm going to look at my top of funnel should i be i I should be using first click and understanding hey who's actually telling chloe about the party first that's really important to me or it's last click or you can do we also have like fractional linear where you can just give everybody credit across the whole customer journey so too long didn't read attribution is Attribution won't make your business better. All attribution will do is tell you the truth in the journey. And and the more you can understand that, the better you're going to be. Because back in the day with Facebook, when you could drive with in-platform metrics, you could really um, understand kind of what was going on because it was just almost to your point, that single leg stool. 
is very easy to build. The problem is, to your point, it's also not very robust. And so once there's any kind of headwind or any type of thing that's going to knock it off its rocker, it's, so you want to have these multiple legs on your stool to make this really robust customer journey and understand what places are the best to deploy your paid media. And sometimes there's just not a great place to deploy your paid media. So then you need to understand, is it offer economics? Is my landing pages? And so I think at the end of the day, marketing attribution is a really important piece of the puzzle, but it isn't the whole puzzle. And it should be used to inform your whole customer journey and understanding what your value props are, what your landing pages are, and basically using that to understand how to make your party better. Because the more organic people you can get to your party, the better, like organic is just basically this, this like rising tide that lifts all boats and your, your paid media gets better. Your email gets better. All these things get better. And so I think it's a really good time to understand marketing attribution is really, really important, but at the same time, it's only a piece of the puzzle and you need to understand what piece of the puzzle it is and how to leverage that to understand ways to generate the most value for your customers. I love everything you've just said, but I particularly like calling it the piece of the puzzle, because I think, I think people often think they have to do right in Q2, we're going to do a marketing attribution project or, and then it will be done forever. And it, it's actually just another way of analyzing the data that you should be every time you're looking at your marketing going, Oh, I wonder what that's the moment at which you, you want the attribution there ready to do it. It's not a, right, Christmas is over. Let's analyze Christmas's attribution and make some decisions for next year. It's far more integral a part of the process, isn't it? If, if we want to do well in this new world that's like the old world. Yeah, I, I think that's so well put. It, it is less of a marble statue and more of a piece of clay that you're constantly molding to understand what is the best? And, and again, it's a function of multiple things, right? Not only is it a function of the ad channels you're on, but it's a function of your inventory, what inventory you have to sell. It's a function of the margin. It's a function of what, what products actually make sense to put paid media behind. Because you might have a top selling product that's really, really low margin. You don't want to put paid media behind that. Not to say that you can't sell it, but there's costs that, that, are, that are accrued with paid media. So you want to be using your, your best selling products, highest margin products with paid media. And so understanding all these things that that you just didn't have to before because you were just stuffing money in the walls um, is something that it's really good to see people, again, be enlightened to understanding that there's different layers of profit and that not everything is made for paid media, that there's other channels that you can activate people on and there's other things that you can do, for example, pushing up AOV or understanding what what your LTV is to, to understand where you can really push the CAC and understanding just the basic economics of your business. And so from, from my background, because that's where I came from, that's kind of how I see the world, it's really awesome to see a lot of the e-commerce and D2C operators that I deal with really start to take a shine to understanding the economics of their business because the number one reason people go out of business is because you run out of cash. Yeah, and it and to to avoid doing that, especially in the economic climate we're currently in, not only do you need to be understanding the attribution piece, but it's not just a marketing task. It's buying, it's overheads, it's warehouse, it's it's a whole business perspective. Like you're saying saying, you know, that product's got bad margin, so we need to treat that one differently. If we're massively overstocked in this one, then we need to treat that differently and we're willing to clear it at a loss. But you've got to take that. I, I have this like 
So, so we've been recording this month and, you know, sharing stuff on LinkedIn about it and all the rest of it. I have this kind of growing hope that attribution is the key that brings the, the siloed departments together in some way. Yeah, I think it can definitely be the it, it's a great place to start a discussion around. And then it's a really great area, to your point, to understand so one of the things, especially so we deal with primarily almost all D to C um, clients. We have some people that have some retail, some wholesale. We just brought on Amazon, but being able to, uh, and we actually have this in a new product analytics launch that we just had, but being able to, to match your supply and your demand is so, so important. And I, I've had friends that were just too good at marketing and they sold out of X, Y, or Z's flagship product. And if you think about that in terms of sports, like if you take off your two or three best players from your team, like it's going to be really challenging to win the game. And then a lot of times, because these are smaller companies, you're looking at a 30, 60 day lead time. So that's one to two months that either A, you can't do any marketing because it doesn't make any sense because you're going to market products that nobody wants to buy. Or B, like, so you just get into these weird cash flow issues of like, how am I going to pay for rent? How am I going to pay for my salaries for my employees? How, like, without my top products being able to be sold. So I think you're, you're absolutely spot on in that um, attribution can be this really cool kind of, you know, stone that everybody can circle around to have the, the tribal elders understand which way to take the village. Because um, you, again, especially now to your point with money being so expensive, you can't just get these little bridge loans that would make sense because you're, you're you're getting them at egregious rates now where it's, you, you know, you might as well just throw it on a credit card at these at these interest rates. And so there's a lot of knock on effects that come from um, either overselling or underselling and understanding your acquisition intensity is, is a super, super important uh, part of your business and understanding how that proliferates throughout the whole business, not just the marketing org is something that, um, to your point, Chloe, I think a lot of people are starting to become more privy to and how it is such a, not only table stakes anymore, but it's like, it, it is just the lifeblood of a company. The more you can sync up um, the operations and the marketing and these things of that nature and have them work in lockstep. Now, everything we've been talking about so far and the way we've been talking about it makes it all sound quite manual, but it would be fair to say this is, um, so I, I have a healthy uh, skepticism about the world of AI but this is one of those areas where our AI is going to be delivering for the e-commerce brand and the e-commerce marketer, isn't it? It's not as manual as we've been suggesting. Well, and yeah, and I think too, also, that is one of the things too, that you're seeing this new era of marketer come about where media buying per se isn't necessarily all about targeting uh, managing budgets, et cetera, et cetera. It's more so about understanding offer economics and the creative that is behind those offer economics and landing pages and things of that nature. And so you're seeing people have to shift their skill set from um, basically driving all these crazy weird things in an ad account to now actually like, hey, here's some better creatives. Here's how we can test. Here's some different offers that we can do. Um, and then furthermore, the, the AI. So we have some generative AI stuff coming out. Actually, it's out if you're a triple weller right now so you can use it in your ad account and then you're also seeing that again in the 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 big channels with uh google in terms of performance max we're seeing google spend go up and up and up and um almost certainly that's on the back of performance max for people that don't know it's essentially google's black box you just give it creative and a bunch of money and it, it makes you money um and then um also uh facebook has their version of that called advantage plus campaigns where 
essentially the same, same, but different where, um, you just keep feeding the beast, uh, in this little black box with creative and it starts to print you money. So you're, uh, that's my big thesis is that, um, the media buyer will totally be a different breed, um, in the next six to 12 months, because all these little weird kind of hacks that you used to do are just not going to be needed anymore. And you're going to really need to understand creative strategy, offer economics and landing pages. Yeah, we are so moving away from kind of like the ones and zeros guys being in charge of your advertising. <laughs> uh, and I say that as a as a one and zero girl herself, you know, <laughs> it's like we are we have less of a role to play because the algorithms one way or another are doing it for you. Or like before we before we go off into a, you know, hiring frenzy of how that's all going to change. Um Robert, it's been brilliant talking about all this so far and uh, picking your brains about AI media buying and attribution and all the rest of it. Listeners, remember to stay tuned right to the end so you don't miss out on Rabba's insider tips on marketing attribution and my suggestions for even more resources to help you improve things even further in your business. So, do you want to transform your data into growth? Given you're listening to one of our marketing attribution episodes, I reckon the answer might be yes. So, I would like to tell you about Triple Whale, the smart data platform where you can manage analytics, attribution and creative for your Shopify store in one place. Triple Whale brings the metrics that matter most into one easy to use dashboard, giving you the real time insights you need to grow your brand. Just like Ash Melwani and the team at Obvi did using Triple Whale to increase revenue 67%, reduce Facebook cost per acquisition by 44%, and save over 2,800 hours of manual calculation time. Wow. Find out all about Triple Whale at keepopt.com forward slash triple whale, or why not grab a quick call with one of their strategists to see how over 5,000 Shopify brands are using Triple Whale to turn data into profit. You can do all that at keepopt.com forward slash triple whale. That's keepopt.com forward slash T-R-I-P-L-E-W-H-A-L-E. Find out what they could do for you. Keepopt.com forward slash triple whale. Okay, Rabba, so far we've gone deep into the world of media buying and attribution. Now you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole of marketing attribution, not that we haven't been covering it anyway. But for the following questions, your answer can be anything at all to do with marketing attribution, which of course includes everything we've already been talking about. Rabba, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Let's do this. Okay, let's start with newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think right now is the best time to be great and the worst time to be mediocre. And what I mean by that is there's so many knowledge products out there that are for free or at really low entry points. Um, and so there's a great channel on YouTube by Dara Denny. Um, she goes through a ton of media buying stuff there's also, I would very, 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 very recommend these. My words are failing me. Um, there's a great framework that I, I, I just couldn't recommend it more to anybody. It's called Jobs to Be Done. And so you can just search that Jobs to Be Done. Um, Clayton Christensen, uh, father of disruption theory, um, Bob Mesta. Um, basically, the too long didn't read without getting too much in the weeds is people don't buy products. They hire them to do jobs. And so the quicker and more you can understand what job your product's being hired for, then you can build marketing around that to lessen anxiety. There's a whole timeline or a matrix, depending on how you want to analyze 
your customers and just talk to your customers. And so it's really, really scary um, to talk to your customers, but it's something that doesn't happen a lot. But as a newbie, I would really suggest getting into jobs to be done. There's also a great book by Daniel Kahneman called Thinking Fast and Slow. And I would really embrace the psychological aspect of decision making and dive deep into that. And then for more of that kind of Facebook basics, I would uh, tune into Dara Denny's YouTube channel. She's fantastic. Um, and it's, it's very, very actionable um, advice. And then this, the psychological realm is going to be more of that tactical where you're going to be building strategies and understand how to really communicate with new customers to understand what anxieties they have and how can you alleviate those anxieties. And then again, lastly, finding that jobs to be done is going to be really the unlock to all of your marketing. Yeah, it's so crucial to understand what your customers want to hear from you. It's just so crucial at the moment. So I lo love that you've also given us some resources to get started because like you said, it's there's an awful lot of mediocre content out there. So any tips to help the newbie get past those are brilliant. Um, right, now, once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. So what's your favorite way to improve performance? Oh, that's so interesting. So my favorite, the way I like to look at things is again, so I like parties. So I'll extend that party analogy. If you have, so you have click through rate, you have things of this nature that uh, hold rate, uh, thumb stop. These metrics are really awesome, but they're showing you how people are interacting with your ads. So that's one part of the funnel. The second part of the funnel is actually the landing page. And so understanding what your conversion rate is on the landing page. And so I like to look at those as two pieces of a pie. And so am I getting people to the party? Hence, are my ad metrics really good, whether that be click-through rate, et cetera, et cetera. And then when people do get to the party, do they like the party and then are they buying? And so that's how I would at the macro level understand what levers to pull on, whether it be my ads are doing great, but my landing page sucks. So I really need to concentrate on my landing page and don't worry about my ads. And then the real show is once you have cohesiveness between both of them, where you don't want to have, um, for example, like a product that is talking all about women and how it's going to be awesome for women, blah, 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 blah. And then you get to a landing page and it's just all men. And so that cognitive dissonance can really turn people off. I'm a big believer that people buy with a no regret strategy where um, they would much rather make no decision than a bad decision. And so the more you can understand that and the more you can make your ads and your landing pages tell this same kind of symbiotic story where the landing pages is basically more of an expanded pitch as you get people to the party. Um, that's how I would look at things. So that's pretty much how I optimize all accounts is are my ads working? Am I good at getting people to the party or does my party suck? Or maybe my party's really good where I have a high conversion rate, but I suck at actually getting people to the party. And so those are the kind of the two levers that I pull on in perpetuity. Excellent. And yeah, in perpetuity, guys, this isn't a do it once and forget it. It's constant. Uh, if someone listening wants to learn more, is there a cheap or free resource you'd recommend? It depends on how much you want, or like what angles you want to get into. Like I said, um, there's a ton of stuff on jobs to be done. So I definitely, definitely look up on that. There's a great podcast called Acquired. There's a great podcast called Founders. These are more into the, the business memoirs and how businesses are made. Um, but really understanding like th there's kind of that old joke where uh, people need to be reminded rather than informed, where there's just 
so many great people of the past that you can learn from and understand from. Um, and so that's really where I would dive into is understanding the classics. Um, another great uh, uh, read is Shoe Dog. It's the memoir of Phil Knight, um, which is really, really impactful for me. So I would say figuring out uh, acquired and founders are fantastic podcasts. There's also an, uh, it's now defunct, but it was really, really good called a Simcoe, uh, basically asymmetric competition. Those are some of the three podcasts that you can almost get like a, a YouTube MBA from where they're very, very well done. And they're really, um, at a level of understanding that you can take as much or as little value as needed. Um, so there's not a lot, a ton of barriers to entry. And then, um, I, as weird as it sounds, I would definitely, uh, especially if you're in the D to C space, I would really highly recommend getting involved in Twitter. It's one of the, the really awesome community right now in terms of D to C where, um, really, really helping people out, um, all over the place and just kind of get on there, ask your questions. And, um, there's a lot of people that are in a place that you probably want to be at, um, that are paying it forward. So it's a really, uh, awesome community on there as well. So that's, those would be kind of my big recommendations. That's a brilliant set of recommendations. Thank you very much for those, Rabba. And finally, crystal ball time. Let's pick your brains a little bit more. Dun, dun, What's dun, coming dun. up in the next six to 12 months that we should be getting ready for? I think the big thing for the six to 12 months are understanding how to leverage AI. Again, it sounds like a broken record kind of stuff, but We've been doing a lot of stuff. So I have two two podcasts that I run as well. And we've been doing a lot of, uh, so we'll do briefs on the guests before they come. We're using AI now. So basically we'll just dump all the articles that have been written about the guests into a Notion document. I'm a big Notion user. And then uh, basically have the Notion or the AI summarize all that. And that's how I've been getting my cold opens. Um, and they've actually been not horrible. It's been really, really good. So the reason I'm saying that is I think there's going to be a shift in understanding the people that can understand how to augment their workflows with AI are going to be kind of like the people that understood how to search on Google, find these things where there's just going to be this augmentation of the human brain with AI. That is something that um, is really, really interesting to me. And again, it, it's funny because you get a lot of hate there. And I think it's a weird it's it's the, it's always this way, though, when you had like um, the synthesizer come out with music like, oh, my gosh, music is never going to be the same. You're perverting music. It's not this classical thing anymore. It's like, no, it's just a new way to create. And so that's why I think, um, it's really, if I was going to concentrate on anything, it would be understanding ways to leverage AI where, I mean, even doing, I have a friend that does these really, really fancy videos and he's using it for scripting where like scripting used to be this really like black hole of like, you have to go put yourself in a, a room for a week, put some pizza under the door to make sure you don't die. But, um, and so for me, I, if I was betting on anything, I would bet on understanding the ways to leverage AI and whatever your value vectors are, whether that be media buying, whether that creative briefs, whether that's, um, writing. So like a lot of SEO firms, it's going to be a really interesting swing to see where it's like, you can start to really augment and compound, um, smaller teams to higher outputs. And that's at the end of the day, really uh, a great economic place to be. So I think you're going to see uh, a big shift in AI and you're going to see some people that aren't as bullish on it. Um, I don't want to say get left in the dust, but there it's going to feel like a cheat code once you have mastered kind of the prompts and understanding the ways that you can get um, more and more value from that AI. 
and it's going to be heavily subsidized for a really long time as well because there's so much VC money. This is kind of the joke when um, Uber and um, DoorDash and all this stuff was around where it's just like it was like almost economically irresponsible not to take an Uber back in the day because it was so heavily subsidized. Now it's like a million dollars just to get get down the street. But back in the day, it was just so heavily subsidized. So AI is going to be like that for the next few years as well. So um, get it while you can and get it while it's cheap. Yeah, do your experimenting now. I love that. Find find your AI cheat codes. Like I said earlier, I'm a bit of an AI skeptic. There's too there's too much content out there of AI is going to solve everything. But if you put in the work, just like you've been explaining, Rabbi, if you put in the work and you find the ways in which the AI can help you and streamline things and help you build your business, find your AI cheat codes. Loving that. Um, Rabbi, we are very nearly at the end of the show. So could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business? Yeah, so I'm trying to be more, uh, Chloe and I were talking offline and Chloe's actually uh, already beat me to it, but I'm trying to be more active on LinkedIn. So feel free, message me on LinkedIn, comment on my post on LinkedIn, and then I'm pretty super heavily active on Twitter, just at Robert Rejo, my first and last name. Um, And then what else we got? Those are kind of the two best ways to follow me and get involved with me. Uh, Feel free to DM me um, or message me on LinkedIn. I will get back to as many people as possible. Candidly, I'm super, super busy right now. We're turning up for uh, Q1, but I love meeting all fun, amazing new people. So um, definitely uh, slide in the DMs and we'll see what we can do. And then um, people should get in contact with Triple Whale as well. Oh, yes, of course. Buried the lead. Uh, I have obviously CMO at Triple Whale. Uh, if you do want to get more involved with Triple Whale, it's just triplewhale.com. And then um, if you want an incredible newsletter to heat up your inbox every Tuesday, Thursday, you can subscribe to our whale mail. Uh, that is just triplewhale.com slash whale mail. Toss your uh, email right in there. We send out a Tuesday, Thursday. Tuesday is a think piece essay. Um, and then Thursday is a really cool, fun roundup of all the things um, that we've been reading, listening to, learning from on Thursday. Excellent. Thank you so much, Robert. It's been brilliant chatting with you today. Uh, I think this has been an excellent roundup to the end of our marketing uh, attribution month. So thank you so much for sparing the time to come and chat with us. Absolutely, Chloe. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for having me on. You're a phenomenal host. Oh. Thank you, sir. I'm blushing, everybody. Not that you, the only <laughs> rabbit can see this. Well, there we go. All right. Thanks very much, Robert. Amazing. Excellent chat there with Rabba. So many interesting points he was making about kind of like the wider marketing plans at the moment and taking us back to the attribution and the AI piece as well. You can get the links to everything we discussed and those many, many brilliant resources he was recommending. Our notes on the episode and more at keepoptimizing.com. If you want to go straight to that page super fast, then just put keepopt.com forward slash episode number into the URL bar and you will be redirected straight to the correct page. And uh, once you get to the website, you can also add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the other things I share to help you improve your business. One of which is our monthly Q&A webinars. Yes, as part of my mission to help you improve your marketing, I've invited all our marketing attribution specialists to join us for a live Q&A session. If you're listening as this one goes live, it's happening next week uh, and you can get signed up for that at keepopt.com forward slash webinar. If you're listening later than that, then head to the website and you will be able to get your hands on the replay. But do come and join us live and bring your questions because... If you don't bring the questions, we're going to have nothing to talk about. And there's an awful lot I'm sure you want to know about marketing attribution at the moment. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Keep Optimizing podcast. Our whole set of episodes about marketing attribution is now live. So please do have a listen to them all. You can do that either by scrolling a little bit up your podcast feed or heading to keepopt.com forward slash attribution to find the page where we brought together all our marketing attribution content for you, including a few episodes from the past where we've talked about this as well. Make sure you tune in next Wednesday when we'll be starting our series of five shows. Yes, it's a long month about email marketing. Uh, So make sure you subscribe to us or following us on your favorite podcast player so you can get all the latest advice on making your email marketing work for you. And if you know someone who's particularly interested in attribution or email at the moment, please do tell them we're covering it on the Keep Optimizing podcast because this show exists to help you and them improve their marketing and your marketing. Have a great week and make sure you listen to the next episode so I can help you to keep optimizing your marketing. Access everything Keep Optimizing at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z. Book your triple whale demo today and transform your data into growth. You can do all that at keepopt.com forward slash triple whale. That's keepopt.com forward slash T-R-I-P-L-E-W-H-A-L-E.